Now we bring to you three segments that wallow and live in the macabre. From Jake Sprague, to Kristen and Jeff, to Mike Steele, there will be dicks. Good evening, all you goons and goonettes. My name is Jake, a ghost from Jim and them's past. Past, past, ghost, ghost, cool guy. If you know me, you know that I love to give advice when people have not asked for it. So on this very spooky episode of Jim and them, I am going to give advice to some very creepy two-sentence horror stories. Let us begin. My daughter won't stop crying and screaming in the middle of the night. I visit her grave and ask her to stop, but it doesn't help. Uh, your daughter is, uh, coming to you because she has unfinished business. That's how a ghost works. So obviously you need to help your daughter finish her business on this earthly plane. You can't just simply ask a ghost to stop. That's not how a ghost gets out of a situation. Um, so how did your daughter die? Uh, I, I'm guessing the circumstances were not natural. Most children don't die of old age. That's, uh, extremely uncommon. (laughs) So I think you need to figure out what happened to your daughter and how you can sort of, uh, lay her soul to rest. Uh, for instance, if she was killed by a child molester, I think you need to then go molest that person. Then her spirit will be free. On to the next. The last thing I saw was my alarm clock flashing 12.07 before she pushed her long, rotting nails through my chest, her other hand muffling my screams. I sat bolt upright, relieved it was only a dream. But as I saw my alarm clock read 12.06, I heard my closet door creak open. Oh boy, this is a tough situation. Um, You know, I'm guessing this means 12.06 in the a.m., so it's very dark. But if this is the middle of the day, uh, you're just having a midday sort of stress dream, I wouldn't worry about it. If this is nighttime, this is something I recommend for everyone. At one point in my life, I was smoking a lot of weed, and I was very scared I was going to get murdered. Uh, so I used to, <laughs> this is, this is so true. I used to keep a hammer kind of close to my bed. <laughs> Why did I do this? Uh, in case like something was happening, I'd be like, well, at least I have my hammer. So if you wake up in this situation, get your hammer or whatever weapon you keep near you. I would not recommend a gun because if you accidentally swing with my, with your hammer and you like bonk your a uh, girlfriend on the head, she she might not die, but if you shoot her with a gun, uh, the chances are she'll die. So uh, you don't want a weapon that makes it so accidentally you'll kill a loved one, but you do want something you could swing around if you feel afraid. On to the next story. I woke up to hear knocking on glass. 
At first I thought it was the window, until I heard it come from the mirror again. Hmm. Knocking on a mirror? I don't know, man. I'm not even really worried about this. That's just how that's just the house settling. <laughs> Almost every scary story can just be summed up by that's the house settling. Don't even worry about it. Honestly, until something starts coming out of the mirror, I wouldn't worry about it. But what I might do is I might, depending on the size of the mirror, I might take like a, a magazine and set it near the mirror. Now, if it's a full length body mirror, simple. Pick it up, turn it around. That way, if anything has to come out of it, they have to kind of push themselves against the wall. Done and done. Next story. The covers are always a safe place in my bed. Everyone's out and I'm home alone. I slip between the covers, trying not to think bad thoughts. In complete darkness, I whisper to myself, is it stupid that I'm afraid? Don't worry, friend. They can't get us in here. It whispers back. Um, I think you're schizophrenic. Uh, or you just do the thing. You know what I like to do? I like to walk around and talk to myself. I like to be like, what do I need to do today? Oh, yeah, I need to schedule a time for everyone to get together to do this, blah, 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 blah. I need to get, you know, give notes on a thing. Oh, okay. So this could just be you uh, having a little fun with yourself. Nothing creepy here. Is it stupid that I'm afraid? Don't worry. They can't get us in here, friend. Ha, ha, ha. Thanks, friend. Ha, 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 You're just having fun. Nothing scary here. Moving on. After working a hard day... I came home to see my girlfriend cradling our child. I didn't know which was more frightening, seeing my dead girlfriend and stillborn child, or knowing that someone broke into my apartment to place them there. Hmm. The weirdest part of this story is that you live in an apartment. I don't know why, but I feel like hauntings and weird things happen to people in homes. I'm sorry, and I know this is going to sound elitist, but if you live in an apartment, you don't financially have the money to be haunted or to be terrorized, okay? So being haunted is something for upper middle class people or the very, very rich. Um, Also, starting the story, after working a hard day, really? You work so hard, but you still live in an apartment? How about you stop working hard and start working smart? I want you to go and I want you to try to figure out what are the things that you need to do to get you from this apartment to a situation that you might be more comfortable in where you legitimately could be haunted? Because right now, I don't buy any of this. Moving on. Don't be scared of the monsters. Just look for them. Look to your left. Look to your right. Under your bed. Behind your dresser. In your closet but never look up. She hates being seen. It's a little creepy. She lives on the fucking ceiling. I almost never look at the ceiling for anything creepy. I've always... Yeah. What's she doing up there? Yeah. But wait a minute. It's like... This is weird. Okay, 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 okay. Don't be scared of the monsters, just look for them, but don't look up, she hates being seen. Who's giving this advice? An idiot. Don't take advice from this person. If she hates being seen, 
that's on her. You don't have a responsibility to manage everyone's emotions. I'm not saying you need to be mean to people, but it's not your job to go, oh, there's a monster on my ceiling that hates being seen. Like, if I want to look at my ceiling, I will, right? So don't let someone rule your life like that, monster or not. Next story. You're about to sleep and put your blanket on. One of your leg is freezing because it's not covered by the blanket. You're afraid of a monster touches your leg. Then you cover it and you pull the blanket to your head until it's covered. Under the blanket you sigh, yet it's already there. Mm, I don't really know what to make of this story. I also think it's weird. One of your leg is freezing. You're afraid of monster touches your leg? Who wrote this? Someone who doesn't speak English as a first language. And as we all know, those people are heroes. But we don't have to listen to them for their scary stories. <laughs> I Look, you know me. I don't want them to build a wall. But at the same time, I don't want to listen to stories from people who can't tell them. <sighs> these are the these are the problems that I have to deal with in this reality. Next story. I begin tucking him into bed, and he tells me, Daddy, check for monsters under my bed. I look underneath for his amusement, and I see him, another him, under the bed, staring back at me, quivering and whispering, Daddy, there's somebody on my bed. Okay, I'll, I'll say that you could have twins who are playing a little trick on you. And also, you might not even know you have twins. Because sometimes when women give birth, there's a second baby that they keep from you the whole time. You, the first child comes out, everyone's freaking out in the delivery room. You're, you know, they're like, do you want to cut the cord, blah, blah, blah. While all that's happening, they have a secret twin that they don't want you to know about. And they birth that at the same time. Keep your head on a swivel in that delivery room, people, okay? Watch everything. No one is your friend. They are all trained professionals to do whatever the woman wants. And if that is hiding a baby from you, they will do it. That being said, let's assume this isn't a secret twin. You have to decide very quickly which one of your children to kill. Ask them a question that only they would know. And if they both answer it correctly, look for a scar on one of the children that you know is there. Oftentimes, if a replica comes out, they always forget to replicate a scar that is on someone. And that's how you can figure out which one's the real one. Now, here's the tough part. Sometimes when a replica monster becomes the other person, they will mirror the scars or things on someone's face. So you have to figure out, oh no, if they both have a scar, you have to find a way to remember which one is which. And this can be a little tough. Um, cause you know, like when you're looking at someone, their right is like the right that you're looking at is their left and the left you're looking at is their right. Um, boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. First of all, definitely get both children together, tie them down on the ground, get a gun, start pacing back and forth. Like I imagine this under candlelight, or at least if you have lights in the bedroom, if it's like have one light on. Because this situation is very creepy, and I think you want to be in the right headspace for it. Don't uh, turn the lights up. This is a high-stress situation. One of these children is a replica monster and needs to die immediately. The 
unfortunate part about this is there's like almost a 99% chance you're going to kill the wrong child. Once you do that, you're just going to have to live with it. That's the replica monster now, and it's your child. Moving on. A girl heard her mom yell her name from downstairs. So she got up and started to head down. As she got to the stairs, her mom pulled her into her room and said, I heard that too. Hmm. This is a classic situation of a girl with two mommies. This story, you're homophobic if you're worried about this story. Uh, She's saying, I heard that too. Let's wait up here and surprise her. You have two mommies. Everything's great. Moving on. I can't sleep, she whispered, crawling into bed with me. I woke up cold, clutching the dress she was buried in. Oh, clutching the dress she was buried in. Weird. Because she was buried in that dress and now you have it? Ooh, that's spooky. I don't know what to tell you there. Uh, Does the dress have dirt on it? Because here's the thing. If the dress doesn't have dirt on it, you're just mistaken about the dress, dude. A lot of times when a family member dies in a tragic way, we keep some of their clothing around and we start to go, wait a minute, is this the dress they were buried in? I'm guessing what probably happened here, this is a classic case of you were having a dream, you already were clutching a different dress, but you've kind of replaced it in your mind. It's totally normal you lost a loved one. Don't stress. Moving on. She asked why I was breathing so heavily. I wasn't. Um, yeah, you probably were. I'm guessing what happened here is you don't think you breathe heavily, but you are. You guys ever watch, you know, The Sopranos? Tony Soprano, you can hear him breathing through every shot. But I bet until he was on film and television, he didn't realize that he was breathing heavy all the time. So uh, I think that's that's what's going on here. We can say, oh, maybe there's like a killer or a monster breathing heavy. That's not typical of killers. Uh, killers are very silent. They kind of like walk around with the confidence that they're going to murder you. So I think you are breathing heavy and you don't realize it. Take some personal responsibility for this one. Next story. I woke to the sound of the baby monitor crackling with a voice comforting my firstborn child. As I adjusted to a new position, my arm brushed against my wife, sleeping next to me. Oh boy. This is either, uh, you know, you either have a nanny or a doula that's kind of helping you in those first few weeks or even few like months because it's hard to get some sleep. Or you do have someone who is honestly a good Samaritan breaking into your house to comfort your child. This is unpaid help. This is really, really great. Nothing to worry about here. Go back to bed and let your child be lulled to sleep by the stranger. Moving on. You get home, tired after a long day's work, ready for a relaxing night alone. You reach for the light switch, but another hand is already there. (sighs) Okay. This is a little this is a little creepy because I'd be like, you know, when you touch something, you don't expect it to be there. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, So if you've already decorated your house in a spooky way for Halloween, this is just a fake hand that you put near a light switch to creep you out. (laughs) And you scared yourself, you silly son of a gun. If it's not, you're in a classic. I want to murder you in the dark situation. This killer obviously wants it to stay dark. That's why they put their hand there and they wanted to freak you out. 
Your number one task right now is to immediately hit the floor, kind of roll around and uh, crawl around like a weirdo till you can get to another light switch. As soon as you turn it on, the killer will be very upset. And now it's a game of how many lights can you turn on before they turn them off? If you get all the lights in the room on, the killer will go, ah, I wanted this to be done in the dark. I'm out of here. So that's what I would recommend doing. Hit the ground, start scrambling, figure this situation out quick. You need to get some lights on in there. Next story. There's nothing like the laughter of a baby unless it's 1 a.m. and you're home alone. I don't know. Um, I still think the laughter of a baby is... I mean, it's it's a good sound. We all we all like hearing babies laugh, especially since they're crying all the fucking time. Am I right? I don't know. I'll know soon. Uh, this is this is creepy, but again, I'm gonna chalk this up to the house settling. When a house settles, it can sound like a creepy baby's laugh, and I don't want to just write this off because you obviously could be haunted. But what you're haunted by a laughing baby? <laughs> Get real. It's the house settling. Next story. In all the time that I've lived alone in this house, I swear to God, I've closed more doors than I've opened. Hmm. I don't know what to tell you here. This this doesn't even creep me out. You just can't remember all the rooms you go into. Start writing down every time you go into a room. Show me a journal, and then maybe I'll decide if this is creepy or not. Next story. As the first shovel full of dirt landed on my chest, I finally managed to whisper, I'm not dead. At first I thought they hadn't heard me, but then one of them smiled and said, we know. This is not a good situation. I don't know if you realize this yet, but you are being buried alive, my friend. And they know they're burying you alive, which leads me to believe that you have fallen in with a tough crowd. I'm not sure if you're watching Ozark. I just watched a few episodes And I think you're dealing with perhaps a drug cartel situation or maybe sex traffickers uh, that need to get rid of people. You know, here's the thing. We know that drug cartels are pretty brutal. I honestly don't. I, I, I feel like I'm stereotyping sex traffickers in an unfair way. I don't know if they're necessarily brutal. So let's just assume that you've fallen in with a drug cartel. You've got to figure out right now if this is a practical joke. Is this the kind of cartel that likes to joke around? If not, I think you owe it to yourself to attempt to get out of this grave. If it is, I think you need to hang out and see how long this whole thing goes on before they pull you out of the dirt. You're going to be fine if you guys have a very fun joking relationship. And also... Not everything needs to be so serious all the time. Even drug cartels, like bring a, uh, that level of energy, that that fun energy uh, that you would want at your workplace, bring that to your drug cartel. Next story. I looked in the mirror. My face was not exactly a piece of beauty. The eyes being asymmetric, the nose slightly crooked. How strange though, it was to suddenly have a face. Uh, what? (laughs) I must have read this weird. I looked in the mirror. My face was not exactly a piece of beauty. The eyes being asymmetric. The nose slightly crooked. How strange, though. It was to suddenly have a face. 
Dude, are you saying you don't have a face? What are you talking about? Oh, are you a monster? Are you coming? What are you? Bro, what? You don't have a face? Hold on. Are you the bad guy? <laughs> Who's the bad guy here? Um, I don't know what to I don't know what to even say to you here. You have a face. Enjoy it. Look, our faces I think this all the time. Uh, I don't know who's really happy with how they look. I'm not stoked on it all the time. I'm like, is this really what the fuck I look like all the time? And then other times I'm like, oh, I like me. So uh, don't be too stressed out. If you've finally got a face, own it, dude. It's your face. Next story. The doctors told the amputee he might experience a phantom limb from time to time. Nobody prepared him for the moments, though when he felt cold fingers brush against his phantom hand. Yeah, look, the doctors can't prepare you for every situation under the sun. They told you you're going to have a phantom limb. You'll experience it from time to time. I'm so sorry they didn't tell you that every once in a while it'll feel like a spirit is touching the phantom limb. Uh, Doctors are doing their best. They have the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm. Uh, So they are trying to prepare you for this situation, but they don't know what everyone's individual experience is going to be like. Uh, Don't, I mean, give them a break in this one, guys. Next story. I always thought my cat had a staring problem. She always seemed fixated on my face until one day when I realized that she was always looking just behind me. So your cat... In this situation, we're thinking it's looking at something that's like hanging out behind you and we think it's like a monster or something like that. Um, It's possible, you know, I I read something recently or I heard something recently, it's probably more like it. I very rarely read something of interest. I heard that they think that dogs are essentially mentally retarded. Like the way we've bred them, they've gotten uh, like more and more mentally deficient we kind of like we bred them in a way we were like we like this kind of dog and it was like the dog that had problems so it wouldn't surprise me right now if this is just a classic uh this cat is trying to look at you but can't seem to figure it out if the cat is looking behind you because you have like a monster behind you or something like that I wouldn't stress unless the cat's stressed because animals know when things are going on. You know how birds leave before there's like a natural disaster or something? So if your cat is starting to freak out, that's when you should be worried. Right now, I wouldn't stress. Next story. I never go to sleep, but I keep waking up. Ugh, man. I feel you, man. It feels like we're not, like, my head hits the pillow and then the alarm goes right off. I don't know what to tell you. That's life. The older and older you get, too, the harder and harder it is to kind of keep that same schedule you had when you were in high school, you know? I swear I used to be out every morning partying until, like, 2 or 3 a.m., and then I'd get up and go be at school at 7 a.m. How did I do it? (laughs) It's just being a kid. All right. Next story, and this is our final scary story that I'll give advice to. Growing up with cats and dogs, I got used to the sounds of scratching at my door while I slept. Now that I live alone, it's much more unsettling. Yeah. 
Yeah, if there's something scratching at your door and you live alone, and by alone I assume you mean without cats and dogs, because some people live alone and they they would say, oh, I live alone, but they have pets. I'm guessing you're saying that you don't have pets, but there's still a scratching at your door. Hmm. This is This is a dangerous gambit, but I think you need to take your nightstand hammer and the next time you hear that scratching fling the door open and do a full from ground to ceiling uppercut with the hammer uh i imagine you'd be holding the hammer kind of like uh what's her name like adi galia from uh the star wars uh jedi power battles holds her second lightsaber it kind of holds like you hold the like butt of the hammer down so like the head of the hammer is kind of upside down while you hold the yeah the bottom of the hammer trying to think how to describe this well and you kind of fling i want you to take it and almost sweep from the ground to the ceiling because we don't know where the scratches is coming from this could be like something that lives sort of like in a a middle distance area this also could be like sort of a ceiling monster as we talked about a little earlier so i want you to do a full swing with your hammer and if you catch something you live alone you're sure of this so the worst that could happen is that you kill a neighbor's pet in this moment Uh, but the best case scenario you do a nice full uppercut with a hammer and you kill a monster I hope that was helpful, and I hope that was spooky. Thank you for listening. Signing off is Jake, the ghost of Jim and them. Hey, Jeff, do you know where a great place to smash is? Oh, uh, at the bash. <laughs> or in a graveyard. <laughs> Monster bash. Yeah, monsters love to... Oh, <laughs> good intro. Monsters love to smash at the Monster Mash. Yeah, fuck. But Monster, marry, or mash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know that fun game, Kill, Fuck, or Marry? Yeah. We're going to play that. Mm-hmm. But with monsters, so it's like which monsters would we mash? Okay, so it's like kill, so fuck, it's, kill, uh, mash, mash, or marry. 
Mash Murder Mary. Mass, mash Mash or Mary. Mash Murder Mary is three M's though. Mash Murder Mary. Mass Ooh, yeah, murder Mary. Ma- mash, mash murder, murder Mary. Mash murder Mary. So mash is fuck, murder is kill, and Mary is Mary. Good call. Jeff, you're so smart. Yeah. You're such a smart yeah. guy. I had to fight tooth and claw for it. <laughs> no, dude. You wanted Mary. Listen, talk. you peer pressured me into <laughs> into something before this show, and I can't think straight, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, so we just randomized the list of everything that we could think of. Uh, we're just going to pick the first three at a time. Yeah. So Mash, Murder, or Mary, Chucky, The Fly, Godzilla. Um, I'm a... I'm a Mash, Mary, wait, Chucky, Fly, Godzilla, Mash, uh, Chucky. No, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no. Uh, Mash, uh, What's the number to the FBI? Hello, FBI? Well, I want to marry the fly because he loves you. You seen the? You ever seen the fly? No. Oh, it's so sad. It's great. But, so you would marry him? Yeah, it's Jeff Goldblum. Oh, but I thought you were saying you wouldn't marry him. because No, marry you. the fly. Uh Fuck Godzilla, kill Chucky. I think that's the, I think that's the choice. You got to go with it. I want to marry Godzilla but too. But I also though. the the fly is really gross, so I might kill the. F- well, no, then I have to marry Although a child. Kill the fly is what he wants by the end of the movie. Spoilers: oh. he wants to be killed. So just kill me. I'm a pretty fucking much, fly. Except he's spewing goo. Oh man, oh, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I think I'm I'm thinking I'm going with the same because I feel like this was a trick. We shouldn't have put Chucky in the list because you, you put ha- Chucky in the list. Yeah. You okay. Petter ass. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's like an old New Yorker guy. You have to kill Chucky because otherwise you marry or fuck a kid. Yeah, well, and he already has a bride. Was he going to cheat? Yeah, but so does Frankenstein. You can tell me you ain't going to fuck Frankenstein, my dude? Don't yeah, spoil it. Yeah, that's an arranged yet. marriage. It's not love. Okay. All right. So, so Literally we're arranged from various body parts. <laughs> <laughs> Was that your intention with that joke from no. the get-go? Oh, Jesus. All right. So we killed, we killed Chucky. Uh, we marry the fly. That is we. I fucked Chucky. <laughs> I think I fucked Chucky. Killed the fly because he's what he wanted to marry Godzilla because he's so strong. Oh Jesus! Okay, well then I killed Chucky. I marry the fly and I get I let Godzilla fucking smash the shit out of me. No, I marry. You want Godzilla on your side? He's the king of all monsters. Yeah, once he or gets she, the, she, once I don't know. once Godzilla gets a taste of this, <laughs> he's gonna be on this side forever. If you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Um. Uh, it would probably kill me. Okay, <laughs> this one's easy. Is it okay? So we have Medusa, Smash, yeah. <laughs> Xenomorph, Mary, Casper, Kill again. <laughs> you kill Kate. <laughs> I'm back. It's a friendly ghost. Dead. Our first two have had children in it too. Well, okay, let's well, pretend. Although, uh, this one's actually a child ghost. Let's pretend though that Casper's not a child. I marry like Casper. Te- like a, like an like eighteen year old Casper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buff. Yeah, I marry Casper. I don't know. What about Xenomorph? <laughs> it has two mouths. Xenomorph has such deep feelings. Yeah. So it's really hard to choose. <laughs> Listen, you know, I just really didn't appreciate it when you ignored well, me. They when give I... great surprise parties. You ever see the first alien when it first appears? It's like <laughs> surprise. Hello. Happy birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you got to bang out Medusa. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You bang so out Medusa. that's the easy one. Uh, yeah, I guess you kill it. If you bury the Casper, you don't have to fuck him. Yeah, yeah. It's just a nice marriage. But I'm going to marry the Xenomorph and kill Casper. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I hate Casper. You hate Casper? Yeah, Casper sucks. No, Casper's so nice. I hate most When he takes Christina Ricci dancing in the live action movie. I haven't movie. seen the movie. Oh. I, I hate his cartoons. Well, you should watch it in Masterpiece Theater, first of all. Christina it probably Ricci. doesn't hold up. Uh, yeah, is it like Billy uh, Christopher? 
stolen. Uh, <laughs> it's Christina Ricci and Bill Paxton, I think. Oh, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Uh, I feel like <laughs> I feel like this next one is a good. We had a good mashup here. I don't. I don't, this one's not as easy as previous ones. You got the Mummy, King Kong, and the Cloverfield Monster. <laughs> oh, this is a no-brainer. Uh, is it? Marry the money. Marry the Mummy, and then you can be like a fucking queen. You just want to marry Garmo. Well, you marry the mummy, you get fucking paid out. You think Imhotep doesn't have money? as a whole pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, I'm like, here for that tuck coin, baby. Yeah. I'm yeah. invested in tuck coin. Uh, kill Cloverfield Monster and fuck King Kong. I think I marry King Kong. Because just and like the fly, the he just, yeah, I fuck the mummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mummy wraps you up with his uh, wraps, you know? And he's, you is know. it Boris Karloff mummy, too, or is it like Billy Zane? Mm, Billy Zane. Okay. <laughs> we marry, we, or we fuck Billy Zane mummy. Yeah. Uh, and then, but he's just the cloud of scarabs. And then the, uh, <laughs> the Cloverfield monster eats you out like that. Bites the dust. Oh, dude, yeah, you have little scarabs stuck in your vagina for weeks. Yeah, like crawling all over <laughs> your pussy lips. Like, oh, like no. that effect where they're like, oh. They're scarabs. <laughs> Doctor, I have these bugs on my <laughs> vagina. Oh, I think they're just crabs. No, look at them. <laughs> ah! Now, uh, this one, I'm not 100% sure where the ghoulies are from. They're in the movie Ghoulies, but I think they're from the toilet. Let's see what ghoulies look like, because I don't know what yeah, ghoulies yeah, are. Yeah, you got to decide Jeff, before you fuck them. Jeff picked a lot of these things, and I don't know what they are. Yeah, oh, ghoulies. God. <laughs> I know they come out of the toilet, but I'm also just basing it off the cover art mostly. They do. Just look at that thing. <laughs> oh, man. If you don't know what a ghoulie is, do yourself a favor and Google it on your device real yeah, quick. Yeah, we're definitely going to watch it soon. fucking amazing looking. Um, that one, he has suspenders in the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he does he's just chilling in a toilet ghoulies uh, no tagline no they just ghoulies toilet. i mean that's everything you need to know uh, if you're a child I mean, you, if you're a, if you're gonna be a fan of that movie that is the type of thing where i see that cover i'm like oh oh i just had another idea for a monster that we got to add to the list at the very at the end i got it okay. uh, i'm gonna remember but, okay, in my brain so creature from black oh, lagoon yeah. that ghoulies in the suspenders or a werewolf so like wolfman then right 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 not just a werewolf right uh, well, no, Wolfman's in here too. Fuck the creature for the black black lagoon, but not literally fuck him. Like he sucks. Oh. I'd say like I don't want him. He's just like a fish man. Yeah, I think I kill him. Yeah, but also don't want to marry a ghoulie or fuck a ghoulie. I think I want to marry the ghoulie. You marry the ghoulie. I, think, like, <laughs> I want to marry the Wolfman. I feel like he's like handsome. I yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck the werewolf though because yeah, he is it's handsome. It's like Benicio werewolf. Yeah, that or terrible uh, wolf you got a Michael J. Fox teen werewolf. Oh uh, yeah, teen wolf's a whole different category. Though. Yeah, and then you got Michael and Jackson werewolf. And that's like werewolf. a 15 year old. You fucking piece no. Of shit. Michael J. Fox was not 15 when he played it. Oh, uh, he was in high school in the movie. M- Michael J. Fox age. I'm not saying yeah. Teen okay. wolf. It, it, Is it Michael character. J. Fox? Maybe it's not even him. <laughs> Who plays teen wolf? <laughs> Yeah, what he is plays him? Teen Wolf. In 1985 movie. And yeah, I'm not saying what age was he actually. He's supposed to be like a, a sophomore or senior, Yeah, but right? then you can look at, look at how sad Michael J. Fox looks now. It's so it's sad. Same. Yeah, so this dude is in his fucking 20s. You can want, I can want to fuck the Teen Wolf because he's not a real teen and he's not a real wolf, Jeff. I'm just saying you should uh, fuck a ghoulie. <laughs> no. You're going to let the ghoulie crawl up your butt? Yeah, around get in a there. little ghoulie blumpkin. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to take a shit. And every time you want to take a shit, the ghoulie's like, let me eat your ass. Nom, 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 Sounds nom. like a dream. <laughs> I think I'm changing Mary to ghoulie. <laughs> oh, dude, this is a great next round. Uh, we got Michael. Michael Myers. Uh, Casper's, Casper's uncle. <laughs> or ghost? 
<laughs> I didn't know ghost was an option. Just a regular old ghost. It's just any old. I mean, like there's a so specter. many choices for ghosts. Like if it's like a Patrick Swayze ghost, that changes everything. Right, right. Well, okay. So use this your is just... Casper's uncles, but not Casper's I'm, uncles, basically. I'm thinking we got Casper's uncles, and then we got when I with plain ghost. It's just like a the ghost you would see, like that you would draw, like an upside down teardrop. All of Casper's uncles or suck all of them. <laughs> or which all. ones? I forget you their gotta, names. You gotta suck all of them. I remember they had this incredibly hard PlayStation game that had them in it. Oh, really? And it was like a, a mansion crawler. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, man. It was uh, for the movie. And uh, it was like Stinky or Stench. Stinchy. Yes. One of them is named Stinky, I think. Stinky. Um, I'm killing them. I'm killing yeah, Casper's they're uncles. Awful. They're like, terrible people. They're so mean to Casper. Casper's just a nice little boy. I say, yeah. And then marry a ghost is a safe option because then I kind of have a lot of options. Yeah, yeah. Michael, I don't want to. I guess I'll fuck him. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I'm going to make the same choices. The only thing that's scary about fucking Michael is that, like, he might murder you for it. Yeah. Plus, right. he probably is not a very giving. Right now, lover. I've been going my whole life without having sex so that I can survive in a horror movie scenario. Yeah, true. And this might ruin it for me. So but I don't if know. You fuck Michael. That. Throws a whole nother monkey wrench in. He, he might have to kill himself. Yeah, does he kill himself? Does but Michael Myers... is also not like a sex murder guy. Like, he doesn't... I mean, well, he does murder people during sex. That Don't fan fiction we read told me otherwise, Jeff. Yeah, so it's not like it's because he hates sex. But it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> oh, dude. This <laughs> I just feel like these rounds keep getting better and better. Uh, so, MASH, Murder, Mary, Gremlins, Tremors... The Great Pumpkin, but Tremors that mean the worm from the worms from Tremors. Oh yeah, Mary the Great Pumpkin, uh, smash Gremlin, kill Tremors. I Next. think I, <laughs> I think I, think I marry the Great Pumpkin. That's what I said. I think I kill the Gremlins though, but they're you so would cute. Fuck a Tremor. Yeah, he just let a tremor like <laughs> boar. Just let it encompass you. Well, because it's got two mouths. Trimmer's got the little snake tongues and then a big old mouth. Oh yeah, imagine so you, that yeah. little snake tongue oh, uh, snake giving tongue you a little tickle on your Kevin Bacon action. <laughs> I've never seen Tremors. I've never seen any of these movies. Yeah, I know. You're you're going off all of just the covers. Pretty much. Uh, okay, Smog from The Hobbit, just because it's a dragon. Uh-huh. Uh, Jigsaw or Frankenstein. Well, marry Frankenstein because he's such a sweetie. No, no, no. Well, Mary's... wait, book Frankenstein's a murder. I marry Smog because he's loaded. He, he is loaded. Gold. Jigsaw's got uh, like uh, mental wealth. <laughs> he's very smart. I think I kill Jigsaw. He's never done anything wrong because he has an annoying voice. And annoying. then I and then I fuck Frankenstein because maybe his dick falls off. You take it with you. You just take it, take it to go. Oh yeah, and you get a nut and just twist it off. <laughs> when, dude, I was thinking of like a dumb tweet. You're like, when you nut, when you done nutting, but she still suck. But it's uh-huh. Frankenstein's nut. I can't. It's not coming to fruition. Nut. I need to go yeah. to bed. I'm tired. <laughs> You're one of the one the monster mash. Who else I know. I'm it? sorry. Uh, all right, that category. All kaiju. Pinhead or wolfman. Generic kaiju. Pinhead or wolfman. This is specifically wolfman. Yeah, we can't just put it in a whole genre. Like, we put ghosts or werewolves. It's like vast. You can get a hot werewolf. Well, like there's Jacob, also. Or you can get like a fucking. Ah, get away from me, werewolf. It's, you know what? It's just use your discretion, Jeff. Whatever your mind jumps to, that's what it is. All right, kaiju. So I'm, I'm fucking that big turtle. <laughs> I forget that one's name. There's like a giant turtle. I don't or know no, Godzilla's son, the little pink one. 
<laughs> you ever seen Godzilla's son? Like I think I've seen a picture something. of him. Yeah, he's <laughs> the worst. I'll fuck uh, him and make him shut up. Although maybe I should kill him. So I'm going to kill Godzilla's son, <laughs> fuck Pinhead, because that's what he would want, and marry the Wolfman again. I'm going to fuck the Wolfman again. I'll marry Pinhead, and then I'll kill a kaiju. Because I'd never fuck an animal. Only a Wolfman. <laughs> uh, a moth. Mm, well, yeah, maybe a big moth. <laughs> I take it back. I don't want to change my answers. Uh, fucking a zombie, leather face, or red face. What's red Who's face? Red face? Uh, you said red face. I didn't say red face. <laughs> you told me that red face. Red face. I didn't say red face. <laughs> red face. It just comes I said up. leather face, and then that's, there's no other face I would have said. <laughs> red face. I swear to God, you said red face. I don't know. Because <laughs> you said leather face. Red face is just being racist against Indians, huh? Apparently, yeah. Red face is a term being used to describe uh, the wearing of feathers, war paint by non-natives, which propagate American Indian stereotypes. Analogous, analogous, analogous to wearing of back. Analogous. <laughs> 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 Every single word I just tried to say did not come out. I mean, not that that's an easy word, but uh, okay. So a red face, a zombie, or a leather face. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna marry a red face because I love my, uh, I love white people that dress up as Indians. Uh, I'm a fuck leather face. I'm a fuck leather face because he's a freak. Oh. He likes trans shit. Does and, he? Like, by the fourth one, when Matthew McConaughey has robot legs. Using the one where no. he has the remote control leg. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey, one of his first movies with Renee Zellweger is uh, Texas Chainsaw 4. What? And it's a straight-to-video Texas Chainsaw. That's crazy. Like that. And yeah, uh, Leatherface is in like a dress. It's <laughs> like, I'm trans now. And then, yeah, I would never want to fuck a zombie, so kill a zombie. I think I would marry the zombie. Well, like, f- like a Fido? Like a, like a UC Fido with uh, Bruce Campbell? I've, I saw Warm Bodies. Uh, yeah, I guess there's a multiple zombie fuck, yeah. fuck things. Yeah, well, that, no, that's why I marry him. It's just a romantic thing. And then I, but I fuck the red face because I do. Uh, it's probably like a frat boy or something. Woman. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, but then he's a white guy. Too. Yeah, yeah. And, and then Coachella. Yeah, then and I then kill. Ma- I, I kill Leatherface. Yeah, he's just a retard, so they're just doing him a favor. Yeah, pretty much. He's like literally a retard. Oh, God. Good thing we brought up Mothra because Mothra's on this list. Mothra, Q, or Jason? Who's Q from James Bond? Q is Quetzalcoatl, the ancient snake god. Uh, How do I spell it? I don't know. Quetzalcoatl. You just put like Quetz. Quetz. Yeah, that's that thing. Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, or Q the wing. Just put Q the winged serpent. Q the winged serpent. Oh, okay, okay. And I'll show a picture. Oh, of what it looks okay. Like. So he's like a it's dragon. A big, yeah, it's another kind of kaiju. It's a big dragon kind. Oh Jesus! Oh, look at his ugly head. Yeah. Ooh. And he snatches people he's off kill- roofs. I'm killing him. He looks gross. He's in New York too. It's great. Yuck. But uh, okay, Jason Q or Mothra? Uh, I am killing. I, I guess Q. I think I kill Q. I uh, I am not. I'm marrying Jason. He's. Yeah, no. Misunderstood. Well, I'm going to marry Jason because he's only in a bad mood one day uh, out of the year, basically. You know? Yeah. And every time, every other time, you're great. You're in a good, you're good. You just keep, you just go on a vacation Friday the 13th and you live. Funny enough, the Friday the 13th isn't even really a through line of the movies Friday the 13th. Really? They don't really make it a point of like, it has to be Friday the 13th. They're just called it just that? happened to men. Well, the first one, he's not even the killer. Oh. And then the other ones. 
spoilers for Friday the Thirteenth. But the first one is Mom's the killer, and then inexplicably he's alive again in the second one. Oh, and then it's just gone from there. Oh Jesus! But because he's a drowned kid in the first one is why the mom's killing everyone. There's so much drowned. I don't know. Yeah, it made more. He was, he was <gasps> a literal mongoloid. It came back to me. You said Red Face from Insidious. Oh yeah, I don't. That's not his real name though. But yeah, that's why I was like Red Face. What's What's Red Face from Insidious? I've never uh, Red Face Insidious. Guy, Darth Maul. <laughs> looks like Darth Maul. It's It's more scary in the movie too because it's that picture where he's right behind him. It's the first time you see him. It's ah! like back to him and he's right there. And you're like, ah! Wait, dude, when we were gonna watch uh, Sinister, I thought we were gonna watch Insidious the whole time. That's what uh-huh. I thought it was. That's why I was scared that it was gonna be gory. Because all I, isn't gory. I, all I know about Insidious is we saw that YouTube video that was like Insidious ripped apart from inside scene. Hmm. Ah. I don't remember it being very gory because it's like a PG thirteen. Oh, okay, horror, then all horror. right. They're good. So yeah, but, we- uh, fuck, bury Jason, uh, kill Q, fuck Mothra. I guess I don't. Although Mothra has those two little uh, Chinese girls, they call them. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> and they're not like little girls. They're like little, like this big. Oh, okay, like, okay, it's like tall. small. Okay. <laughs> and they sing a song. From what I remember, as a little kid, they just crawl up inside your pee hole. They sing a song, <laughs> and then Mothra comes alive. Mothra's uh, a girl too. Oh, okay. I'll so. les out with you, Mothra. Yeah. Uh, Muffra. <laughs> Muffra. Got her. Uh, final round. Easy. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, Predator. Fuck Bride of Frankenstein. Well, actually, marry Bride of Frankenstein, then I can be Frankenstein. And then uh, <laughs> fucking... Uh, yeah, and then fuck, you fuck Dracula. Dracula. Of course. And then I could also live forever, probably, if I did that. Ooh, yeah. And then, like, yeah, I don't want to do anything with the Predator other than kill him. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing <laughs> in some vampire show or thing that i watched where yeah if you have sex with a vampire you turn into a vampire oh because really? there's blood in your there's semen like, there's blood in your semen there's like trace amounts of blood in your semen i think maybe i'm wrong i uh, don't know i remember because isn't that how you get aids because of blood, blood in your and semen? semen i don't know not mixed together oh maybe there's not i don't know <laughs> I need to see a doctor. Like, I've never <laughs> seen blood in my semen. But I didn't think it's like, you know how they say, isn't there like blood in your saliva even? I've never heard that, neither. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I didn't pay much attention in health class. You guys start going to these uh, churches where they have snakes. Let's and see. Sing to them. <laughs> is there <coughs> blood in semen? My Google results. Blood, blood is in semen facts. Blood. blood in the semen is known as... Hemiotospermia. <laughs> Metospermia. Uh, prostate biopsy is the most common cause. A biopsy? Uh, all right. Blood and semen can be caused by tumors, infections, anatomical abnormalities, stones, or inflammation. So if you're having blood in your semen, go to the doctor. It's not normal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, me, well, well, I thought everyone me, had your, blood in their semen. And that's what caused AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that's what caused AIDS. I just thought like the reason that like you could catch it through fucking was that there was blood in it or something. But you no. know what? It was a long time ago. There's a lot of misinformation out on the scene. I mean, I don't know. Princess the Diana hugged the AIDS baby. It. I know it's through the mucous membranes, but I didn't know how to had to be get AIDS. <laughs> hmm. uh, HIV. Okay, this is what I'm thinking of. Blood cells. Because HIV is a virus that infects people by getting inside their blood cells. But I don't think you necessarily have to get it from blood cells. Right, but that's but that's what my brain thought up until this second was that, yeah. It, to you avoid know. getting HIV, you must prevent the blood, semen, vaginal fluids to mix. 
or, or breast, breast milk. <laughs> breast milk. It's, it's me, milk. Venom. Ooh, Don't drink the breast, breast milk. milk. Ooh, Imagine if you got AIDS from breast milk. I hope I don't get AIDS. <laughs> Yeah, and you're, it's not even your mom. <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> you're just sucking on some other girl. Yeah, titty. like I know that's how like babies get it, you know. But like, yeah, what if you were just some person with like a titty sucking uh, fetish and you met up some lady and she hit you she with the old you... spray and pray? <laughs> <laughs> what a, what an ending! Isn't that? Wouldn't that be so spooky if you got? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got... that'd be a Halloween catastrophe. It's <laughs> gonna be my next spooky, horror movie. Spooky. Spooky. Uh, so this has been a monster mash. Yeah. I hope no one else provided any content because of time. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we have enough time for this. Jeez. Uh, oh, no. It's all cold. I opened, another, I opened another program. Don't worry about it. It's just an accident. Uh, but that's about... I mean, that, did you have any other... Any other spooky tales or games you wanted to play? Stop shaking that mic around. Oh, is it making noise? I think it probably is. Um, um No. No. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, all right. Well, then, happy Halloween. And to all a good night. And a good fight. He's still on. Yeah. Not anymore. Uh-oh. Uh. Hello, 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 boys and ghouls. Uh, it's Mike, and <laughs> uh, it's just now occurring to me that I don't know what order Jim is going to put these in. I also don't know if there's going to be an order. There's a chance they'll be separate, but there's a chance that I'm the fourth one and that every single one of us has made a boys and ghouls joke. And that will either make me doing it great or it'll make me doing it the worst thing that's ever happened. So anyway, I am here to spread uh, Halloween cheer for you. A uh, little bit of backstory and trivia about your boy, Mike Steele. Uh, I oftentimes, so there's this thrift store. There's this chain of thrift stores here in uh, Las Vegas called Savers. Uh, they're all over town. Uh, it's just a regular thrift store. If you've ever been to a thrift store, you've been to Savers. It's basically the same shit. But they have fucking aisles and aisles of books. Just shit tons of used books. And you can get, like, fucking five books for, like, two bucks. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Full hardcovers, uh, tiny paperbacks, um, like, regular nonfiction books, uh, tons and tons of little, like traditional like airport paperback style things there's romance novels there's uh fantasy novels there's fucking like everything everything you could uh, imagine a hundred thousand tom clancy books like everything everything in the world like people buy books and then clean out a room and then give a shitload of them away 
And one of my favorite things to do is go there and just stumble upon something that either has a cool title or it's by an author I like and had never read or something like that. And because of this, I also tend to like uh, if there's a yard sale or a uh, yard sale type thing anywhere near uh, maybe somewhere I'm at or if I'm killing time or if I see it, I'll stop by and I always comb through the books. And probably about a month and a half ago, I stumbled upon a lady who was doing a yard sale and she was selling like a ton of choose your own adventure books uh, that I had not seen since I was in elementary school. And I always thought those were kick ass. And so she was asking for the whole box. It was like, I think like 20 of them, something like that, maybe even more. It's like five bucks. So I uh, gave her the five bucks. I didn't try to haggle her down like some sort of shyster. Um, uh, just gave her the five, five spot. It was like, here's the five spot, ma'am. And then I skated away on my skateboard with a box full of bucks. And uh, some of them yeah, wound up being kind of, uh, I don't know if I'd say horror themed. I guess something like that. They're clearly uh, meant to be scary-ish or Halloween themed or uh, spooky, uh, something along those lines. And I thought that might be perfect is I am going to choose one of those and I'm going to try my best to make it out alive. And if I die, I will uh, turn back and not die. I will, uh, or I guess, I don't know. I don't know how easy that'll be, but I'll do my best to uh, I want to try to survive. I want to see if I can make it through. Uh, so I found one. It's called Escape from the Carnival of Horrors. And I thought that would be a perfect thing as you can come along with me and we can try to escape from the Carnival of Horrors and make it out alive on the other side for Halloween. Are you with me? I can't hear you. So here we go. Uh... Escape from the Carnival of Horrors. What do you want to do? I don't know, Patty. What do you want to do? Not fair, Brad. I asked first. Patty and Brad, your two best friends, arguing as usual. It's the last week of August, and Patty and Brad haven't stopped fighting since your summer vacation started. Patty likes being bossy. You don't mind, though. It's no big deal. It's hard to win a fight with her anyway. You don't know why Brad even tries. You guess it's because he doesn't want to look like a wimp in front of a girl. There's nothing to do. I guess I'll just go home, Brad says. He shoves his hands in his pockets. Then his shoulders slump. He sort of shrivels up. You guess Brad is kind of a wimp, even if he is your best friend. You're so boring, Brad, Patty complains. Whenever Patty complains, her freckles really pop out. Now there are about a million of them spread across her face. Hey, I know what we should do, Patty suddenly bursts out. Go to page two. Let's bike over to Bennett Field and watch them set up the carnival. I don't know, you answer. It's getting dark. Mom said I have to be in by nine. It's only a quick bike ride, Brad says. Are you some kind of wimp? Brad calls you a wimp? You can't believe it. Okay, okay, you agree. But if it's as bad as last year, there won't be much to see. Don't you remember the main attraction? You remind them. The ride they called Terror Track turned out to be a baby choo-choo train that circled around and around and around. It doesn't matter what you say, though. Patty's made up her mind. You're going to ride over to the carnival. 
A hot, humid breeze blows over your face as you pedal along. Patty's in the lead, no surprise. Brad's puffing behind you. It's dark by the time you reach Bennett's Field. You and your friends drop your bikes in the grass and race across the moonlit field towards the huge wooden fence that surrounds the carnival. Turn to page three. As you reach the carnival entrance, you hear music coming from inside. Not the usual corny organ stuff they always play, but some really strange music. It sounds familiar and totally new at the same time. Brad stretches his neck to try and peer over the fence, but no luck. The fence is way too high. Patty jiggles the padlock on the gate. It's sealed shut. I guess we'll have to wait till tomorrow night when the carnival opens, Brad says. No way, Patty says. Let's climb the fence. Now! Are you crazy, Brad says. We'll get caught. Come on. There's probably no one in there, Patty replies. Your friends turn to you and decide to cast the deciding vote on you. You glance at your watch. It's almost 9 p.m. If you're going to get home in time, you should start back now. What are you going to do? If you decide to go home, turn to page 10. If you climb the fence to get inside, turn to page 6. Um, duh. I don't think I came all this way for fucking nothing. Page 6, my dude. Okay. Let's do it, you say to your friends. Let's climb the fence. Patty is halfway up before you finish speaking. You let Brad go next. You're last. It's a hard climb up. There's really no place in the fence for you to get a good grip, but you make it to the top, swing your legs over, and tumble down. You land on the grass. You're inside. You and your friends gaze around. It's pretty dark. The only light comes from torches. At first, the carnival looks the same as it always does. Dinky rides, hot dog wagons. Then the lights start to flicker on in every corner of the field. The rides start to move. It's as if the whole place is magically coming to life. Hey, look at that giant roller coaster, you exclaim, pointing up your head. They never had a roller coaster before. Yeah, Brad agrees. And the whole place seems a lot bigger than last year. This is awesome, Patty says as she sprints towards the rides. Race over to page seven. I guess I'll race on over, you guys. You and Brad take off after Patty. You all stop in front of the roller coaster. Wow, Patty says as she gazes up at it. It's like a rocket to outer space. Beyond the roller coaster, you spy a castle surrounded by a moat, a spooky-looking haunted house sitting atop a hill, and some of the coolest rides you've ever seen. They still have the dumb choo-choo train over there, you point out. But we could ride this stuff all night. Never go near it. Patty grabs your arm and tugs you over to the other side of the carnival, to the midway. Brad races after you. Hey, where are all those dinky wooden booths from last year, you ask as you gawk at the amazing games of chance? They're gone, and in their place, giant video games and huge spinning wheels studded with hundreds of blinking colored lights. Get a load of that, Brad cries out. You and Patty spin around. You can't believe what you see. Be amazed on page 87. Okay. You're staring at a sign that reads, World's Freakiest Freak Show. The three of you gape at the pictures. There's the three-headed man with the ugliest collection of faces you've ever seen. And the snake lady, a young blonde girl with a beautiful face and the body of a slithering snake. This is, um, uh, you start to say, but you don't finish because a large hand has come down on your shoulder. Hard. You slowly turn and gaze up at a huge man with shoulders wider than a refrigerator. He has coal-black eyes with a thick mustache to match. He looks strong enough, and mean enough, to pitch you over the fence with one hand. Hey, what are you doing? His deep voice booms. You're not allowed in here. 
he says, pointing directly at you and ignoring your friends. We're sorry, you say, hoping you appear sorry and not just scared. We wanted to look around, that's all, but we'll leave right now. His eyes stare into yours. He clamps both hands down on your shoulders and says, you're not going anywhere. Uh-oh, quick, better turn to page four. What do you mean, Brad asks, trembling all over. I just had an idea, a great idea, the man replies. I want you kids to stay and try out all the rides before the grand opening tomorrow. Patty's eyes open wide. Cool, she says. Are you sure it's all right with the owners, you ask? I'm Big Al, the manager, and what I say around here goes. Big Al digs around in his checkered jacket and pulls out three maps. He hands one to each of you. Study them carefully, he says. If you have any questions, ask them now. Your eyes fall upon the map. You have a question, but when you gaze up, Big Al is gone. He's vanished. A whole carnival to ourselves, Patty exclaims. Where should we start? You stare down at your map once again. You notice that the carnival is split in half. On one side are the rides, tons of them. On the other side is the midway, packed with games of chance and the freak show. What will you try first? All right, do we go on the rides first, or do we check out the midway first? Um, hmm, this is tough. Oh, it's already these decisions are uh, racking my brain. I guess I will... I mean, if I'm getting meta, I feel like the rides are probably more dangerous, so I should check out the midway first. I don't want to die immediately. But maybe the games, like, suck you inside, or there's a gun that shoots you or something. I don't know. Let's, uh... Let's go to the midway. Let's head to the midway. Let's go to the Let's head to the midway and play some games. You say you, Patty, and Brad jog down a wide avenue. Tents of every color line the street. Carnival music blares from loudspeakers. You spot a green neon sign flashing above a yellow striped tent. The sign reads, "Madame Zeno, fortune teller." Excellent! You exclaim, "I'm going in." You tell your friends you'll catch up with them in a minute. You lift the tent flap inside. One small candle flickers in the dark. You hear a low voice call out, Enter my chamber. There is Madame Zeno, sitting in the shadows. She wears a long red dress dotted with brightly colored gems. They shimmer in the candlelight. In the candlelight, her hair tumbles to her shoulders as she bends over a large crystal ball. Welcome, she whispers. Then she reaches out and gently lifts her hand. Let me tell you your future. Find out your future on page 78. Madame Zeno studies your hand closely. She traces the lines in your hand with her soft fingers. I see horror in your future. In your immediate future, she warns. What kind of horror, you stammer. What do you mean? That's what I sound like now. Madame Zeno releases your hand. She picks up a strange deck of cards. She spreads them out on the table. You notice the cards have pictures. A headless man, a bloody sword, a large evil eye. She gathers all the cards and flips over the deck. Then she deals out a red card and a blue card. Turn one over, she commands. Learn your fate. All right, do I pick red or blue? Oh, you know what? I'm going to need to keep track of which page I'm on in case I turn back. So let me grab a pencil and some paper on these pages where like a big decision is happening. So I'm on page 78. Okay. I'm going to pick blue. 
Blue is your favorite color. You turn the blue card over. There's a message. Help us. You are our only hope. Heard at the back door of the freak show. Signed, The Freaks. What does this mean? You ask Madame Zeno. She stares deep into your eyes. Her lips tremble. She leans forward. She's about to speak. But then the lights go out and a blood-curdling scream rips you through the dark. You start to bolt for the front door when a dim light suddenly flickers. You stare across the table and Madame Zeno is gone. You reach out to take the card and it bursts into red-hot flames. In seconds, the entire tent fills with thick smoke. Flames shoot across the floor. You run for the door. Outside, you gulp the fresh air. Whew, you made it out. You glance back. No smoke. No fire. No tent. Everything has disappeared. What should you do now? If you decide to help the freaks, go to 11. If you decide you don't want to help the freaks, go to 113. I think I will help the freaks. <laughs> I may I may pay for it in the long run, but I've decided to help the freaks, you guys. You've decided to help the freaks. As you race down the midway, you spot Brad and Patty. Listen, guys. You tell them, lowering your voice, we've got a problem. A big problem. You take a deep breath and tell them all about Madame Zeno and the blue card. So, you finish saying, Somebody might need our help in the back of the freak show. What's a freak? Brad asked nervously. Remember the poster we saw when we came in? The one with the three-headed man and the lady with a snake body? You remind him. Brad bites down on his lip. Are you sure they're really real? Sure they're real, Patty chimes in. I once saw a bearded lady at the circus. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. I don't know, Brad says. It sounds kind of creepy. Well, Madame Zeno said it was my fate, so I'm going to help them. Whatever they are. Are you guys in? You bet, Patty answers, her eyes shining with excitement. Okay, okay, I'll go, Brad mumbles. Then let's hurry, you exclaim. Okay, race to the back of the freak show on page 35. Five minutes later, the three of you are sneaking down a dark alley. Brad is so frightened, he's practically walking on top of you. The alley is littered with large cardboard boxes and overflowing trash cans. It smells like dead fish. Hey, quit stepping on my shoe, you say to Brad. I'm not stepping on your shoe, he shoots back. I'm not anywhere near your stupid shoe. You glance down and nearly scream. Brad's right. He's not stepping on you. But about a dozen rats are. You shake your foot wildly. The rats scurry off. Brad catches sight of the rats and tries to bolt. You and Patty quickly pull him back. Hey, look, Patty says, pointing up ahead. A door. On the door, you see a big red sign that says, Keep out. So you go in. Ha! Classic choose-your-own-adventure move. Going in a place you shouldn't go in. The room is dark, but all around you, you hear hushed moans. Help us. Help us. We're in a prison. Oh, my God, Patty says. And look at the prisoners. They're weird. <laughs> yeah, nice, uh, nice move, Patty, a jerk. Patty is right. As your eyes grow accustomed to the darkness, you see cell after cell. Each one holds a strange-looking prisoner. There's an enormous fat lady who's nearly bursting out of the bars. <laughs> a giant, a dwarf, a young lady with a boa constrictor wrapped around her waist, and a woman with a long black beard. We're the freaks, the snake lady says. Every night when the show ends, the master locks us up. The master? You mean Big Al? You start to say. You must help us, the giant interrupts. Shh, the snake lady says. The master's 
coming. You mustn't be here. Go that way. She points to a door down the hall. Uh, okay, escape to the door down the hall or stay and talk to Big Al. I don't know if I trust this Big Al character. He sounds like he might be full of baloney. Um, okay, this is another page I should probably keep track of just in case I die. So, page 13. Lucky number 13. So, I am going to escape down the hall. Come on, Patty cries. Come on! Then, without another word, she races off. You and Brad dash after her. I hope Patty knows what she's doing, you think, as you try to catch up. Because it doesn't look... Doesn't look that way. Patty leads you through a maze of underground passageways. Then, just as you're about to yell, stop, she does, and you find yourself standing outside in the front of a barbed wire fence. Up ahead, you spot an opening. Let's go in, Patty says. The three of you creep through the fence and trudge through some tall, wet grass. You gaze around you. It's way too dark to see, but you can hear perfectly, and the sounds that reach your ears make your skin crawl. Slithering. And definitely hear slithering and hissing. You want to leave. You spin around, but you can't find the opening in the fence. You do see something else. A sign. Uh, hurry to page 60. There's a sign, you call out to Patty and Brad. Let's see what it says. The three of you race through the wet grass. Your socks are drenched, and your sneakers squeak as you run. But that's not the sound that's sending chills down your spine. It's the hissing. It's the growling. And it's getting louder growling. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure I want to read that sign you call out to Patty and Brad. I know what you mean. Patty shouts back, I have a feeling we're not going to like what it says. And you don't. You reach the sign and read out aloud. Reptile petting zoo. Whoever heard of a reptile petting zoo? What kind of carnival is this anyway? This carnival is evil, Brad stammers. You're about to agree when you notice the grass in front of you is swaying. Something is slithering through it. Something big, and then it comes into view. Snake! Brad cries. You know you have to run, but which way? Left or right? Oh man, this is another place I might die. Let's see. What page am I on right now? I'm on page 60. Do I run to the left, or do I run to the right? Well, I have no reason to know either, so... I guess I will run to the left. All right, we're running to the left. This way, you wave to Patty and Brad. The three of you turn left and keep running. Straight into a pond. Why didn't you tell us to stop, Patty whines. Don't complain to me, you shout back. We followed you through the fence. You turn around and slog your way back to shore. Patty and Brad make it there first. You are a few feet away when you see it. An alligator with its mouth gaping open, revealing two rows of razor-sharp teeth. You freeze. Patty spots the alligator and yells, Quick! There's a log! Jump on it! You scramble on the log, but it's no use. You're still an easy target. The alligator opens its huge mouth even wider. He slithers right up to the log, and you can tell he's ready, ready to crunch down on you. Don't scream yet, and turn to page 43. You're about to scream. It seems like the only sensible thing to do, and then you remember the sign. Reptile Petting Zoo. You have an idea. It's crazy idea. But the only thing... Oh, wait. Hold on. I read that wrong. You have an idea. It's a crazy idea, you know. 
but everything in this carnival is crazy. You can feel the alligator's hot breath on your arm, but instead of pulling your arm back, you stretch it out. What are you doing? Patty screams. Your fingers reach out, out over the alligator's open snout on top of its head, and you pet him. Nice, alligator. You purr as you stroke his scaly head. Your arm trembles, but you don't stop. And slowly, very slowly, the creature's mouth begins to shut. Then he rolls over and falls asleep. You slip quietly off the log, charge for the shore, and plow right into Big Al. Well, 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 look who we have here, Big Al sings out. Come with me, it's time for the final challenge. You have no choice to follow Big Al to page 84. Big Al shoves you and your friends into a huge red tent. It seems to be set up for some kind of show. Red carpeted steps lead to a platform, which sits under a golden arch. The arch twinkles with a thousand colored lights that spell out final challenge. I guess I probably avoided dying a couple times at this point if I'm already approaching what could be the final challenge. Trumpets blast as people flood into the viewing area. As they march in, they clap their hands and yell, Final! 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 Big Al leads you up the carpeted steps. You're standing on the platform now in front of a shivering curtain that hangs down from the arch. The crowd begins to chant, Sudden death! Sudden death! Sudden death! What do you think that means? Patty asks. You're gonna find out on page 123. The final challenge... Big Al announces, and the crowd goes wild. But as he turns to you, he says, remember, the fun games are over. Now you're playing for your life. You go first, Big Al says to you. You see Brad and Patty take off to the side by a huge man in a black hood. Two red-haired dwarves in clown costumes scurry up to the steps. To your surprise, they fit you with a new high-top sneaker. Sneakers with metal studs running up the backs. This is going to be some kind of race, you think. But when you change your mind... Oh, wait. But then you change your mind when they snap a heavy metal helmet on your head. The crowd cheers. Big Al throws a switch. The curtain behind you parts and... Whammo! The wall behind the curtain turns into a super magnet. You go zinging to the wall like a dart to a bullseye. Zing back to page 25. Seconds later... Your head and the back of your feet slam into the wall. You're hanging upside down in the middle of a gigantic magnetic wheel. Are you ready for the final challenge, Big Al asks. Of course not, you say. Let me down. Well, let you down, but not until you face the final challenge. One spin will decide your fate. If you win, you go. If you lose, you stay here. Forever! Will that be your fate? Big Al approaches the wheel. Brad and Patty are holding on to each other. Your heart is pounding. Your hands are sweating. This is it. One spin. He gives the wheel with you on it. A hard turn. Where will it stop? Guess! Okay, guys. This is probably where I die, right? Because I can choose page 44, page 74, or page 124. So right now I'm on page 25... If I die, I'll give myself a second chance just to see if I die twice. And then if I die twice, I'll give myself a third chance to live. Uh, Let's start with, or not start with, let's escape with 74. Round and round you go. The world is a blur of colors. You can hear the crowd screaming, final, final. And the wheel stops. Ah, the crowd gasps. What does it mean? You win, Big Al says. 
Now come this way and collect your prize and go home. I wonder if I actually won, though. I bet you it's like a fucking trick. I bet you it's like, you win at losing. Sucker! You didn't really think you could get out this easily, did you? Check out the title of this book. Escape from Carnival of Horrors. Horrors! You need to face a lot more horrors. And then maybe you'll escape. Oh, dude, the book just went all fucking fourth wall breaking on me. I did feel like it was going too easy, and the book knew. The book knew what I thought. Zap! Big Al throws a switch and the magnet shuts off. You come flying down to Earth, right where Brad and Patty are waiting. I played your dumb game, now let us go, you tell Big Al. Big Al doesn't answer, but the crowd does. Sudden death, sudden death, sudden death. The crowd surges towards you. They are not friendly. They back you up against the wall. You're trapped. Trapped by a mob. You reach in your pocket, hoping to find something that might help you. Something to save you. If you won a can of monster blood, go to page 97. If you don't have the monster blood, run to 27. Ah, shit, I don't have any fucking monster blood. God damn it. I blame the freaks. So, let's, uh... Um, this is 116... Okay, so I don't have the monster pot, so I'll go to 27. <clears throat> the crowd is closing in. Your pockets are empty. You have nothing to defend yourself, so you run. You spot a crack in the wheel. Ne you spot a crack in the wall next to the wheel. It's small, too small for an adult to squeeze through, but you can probably make it. Follow me, you yell. Patty and Brad squeeze through the opening. It leads to the backstage area, and then you flap the other... Wait, what? And then to the flap of another tent. You can hear the crowd behind you, trying to follow through the crack. Come on, we can slip under this tent, you say. For once, no one, agrees, uh, no one argues with you. The three of you duck in, find yourself surrounded by another crowd. They're all seated in chairs, and they don't move. They just stare at you with glassy eyes. Ugh, that's fucking creepy. They're dummies. That's why they don't move. They've got to be here somewhere. You hear Big Al's voice boom outside the tent. Hey, this dummy looks just like one of those Goosebumps, just like the one in that Goosebumps book. Patty says, you mean Night of the Living Dummy, Brad asks? Great, you think. Your friends are chatting about books but minutes before you're about to be attacked by a mob. Then you get an idea. Remember those magic words that brought the dummy to life in that book? You ask your friends, maybe we can bring this guy to life and he'll help us. He was pretty tough. Your friends agree. It's worth a try. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, if you think the words are Karumari Odanaloma Malonu Karano, if you think the words are Oompa Loompa... Okay, well, I know it's not the Oompa Loompa one. Ugh, great, we're bringing together... We're bringing a fucking uh, magic dummy from a Goosebumps book to try and help me? <sighs> Jesus Christ. Strange bedfellows. Karumari Odanaloma Malunu Karano. You say the magic words, and the dummy comes to life. He opens his mouth and speaks. Hey, you. Your face reminds me of a ward I once had removed. Eh, come on, you plead. We're the ones that brought you back to life. Aren't you going to be nice to us? We need your help. I'm sorry, the dummy says. I'm sorry you're so ugly. Ha! Then he laughs at his own lame joke. <laughs> oh, man, this dummy rules. You stare at him, and then his face grows serious. You brought me to life, he says slowly. But now you're my slaves forever until the end. Oh, wait, what's it say on the back? Wait, so it's I'm dead? No. 
Wait, this isn't the way this is supposed to end. Quick, you have one last chance. If the fortune teller told you a secret number, go to that page now. Ah, god damn it. I even went to the fucking fortune teller and she didn't give me a secret number. So I guess I don't die. I mean, I do die. Motherfucker. Okay, what was the page where I last had a decision? Well, you know what? Let's pretend I had monster blood. You guys want to pretend I had monster blood? I think that would be fun. Uh, so I need to go to 116. I can't believe I made it this far just to get killed by a fucking dummy that I brought to life. Alright, so if I do have so I do have monster blood, so I'm gonna go ahead and pretend I have it. Your hands clamp down on a can of monster blood in your pocket. Quickly you snap off the lid and the green gunk pours out. Look, it's alive! Brad shouts. He's right. The monster blood oozes from the can, quivers, and then appears to stretch and pull itself up. Then it starts to roll and bounce, making horrible sucking no noises. Great. It's rolling into the crowd, sucking up everything in its path. Run! Big Al screams as he huge ball rolls over the people in the crowd, sucking them up with a loud plop. Then the monster blood hits the side of the tent. It changes direction. It's coming after you! The monster blood has grown so big that now you can't even run around it. You run for your lives. Patty screams, but reaching the door is impossible. The mound of green slime is bearing down on you. Fast. You stand frozen to the spot. Terrified. And then, just in time, you... Patty and Brad leap to the side, and the monster blood slams into the wall with a crushing force and plows right through it. You stare at the giant gaping hole in the wall. Quickly, the three of you jump through the opening. You're standing outside the main gate, right where you came in. There's a wide path of destruction across the field and the forest beyond. From somewhere, a clock chimes 12 times, sending chills down your spine. And when you peer back at the carnival, it's disappeared. All that's left is a spooky silver mist. So that's how close I was to surviving. All I needed was that fucking monster blood. Okay. <sighs> I think... I want to see... I want to see what happens if I said the wrong words and didn't bring the dummy to life, since the dummy is what killed me, that stupid fucking dummy. So let's see if I bring it to life incorrectly. So I'm going to say the Oompa Loompa thing. Oompa Loompa, doopa dee doo You say the magic words and wait for the dummy to spring to life. And you wait. And you wait. And you wait. The dummy remains the same. But something strange is happening to you. What are those feathers sprouting out of your skin? And what's happening to your feet? Are those claws you see growing out of them? Is it possible that the magic words are turning you, cluck, into a cluck chicken? That's exactly what's happening. Well, you laid an egg this time. Let's hope you won't be too chicken to open the book again and try once more to escape the Carnival of Horrors. Yeah, that was fucking lame. All right, well, you know what? I escaped the Carnival of Horrors, you guys. I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, I only needed one redo. I feel like it's a pretty good record. I can't imagine I'll do anywhere near that well uh, in the future. So I feel like that was all right. I hope you guys, uh, I hope you guys had fun. I hope uh, you have a great Halloween. Uh, and maybe... See, I've been toying with the idea of, since I got all these fucking choose-your-own-adventure books, maybe doing something along this line. And it felt like a perfect test run uh, for the Halloween stuff. So maybe I'll do this again uh, more often on the Patreon. I think it'd be really fun. So 
Uh, if you enjoyed it, let me know. Uh, if you thought it was fucking gay and lame, uh, then maybe you should uh, be a little less cavalier about saying that things you don't like are gay, because that's not a very nice way to act. And I don't appreciate it personally, because I have gay friends. 